a hole in the knee of her brand new pants and limped ingloriously into her building. The day had gone steadily downhill from there, with a package lost by the courier and, worst of all, the discovery that her bank account was overdrawn because a client's check had bounced. By the time she returned to her apartment that evening, she was in a black mood. All she needed to make her day complete was to have her mother pop in unannounced with a man in tow, convinced she'd found the perfect mate for Shelley. She could only hope that wouldn't happen, but it was exactly the kind of thing Shelley had come to expect from her dear, sweet, desperate mother. Shelley was 28 now and still single, and her mother tended to view her unmarried status as a situation to be remedied. Since her father had decided not to retire, and her two brothers were both living out of state, Shelley had become the focus of her mother's obsessions. Marriage, closely followed by grandchildren, were the first and second items on Faith Hansen's agenda for her only daughter. Never mind that Shelley felt content with her life just the way it was. Never mind that she wasn't interested in marriage and children. At least, not yet. That time would come, she was sure. Not now, but someday soon. Or rather, some year soon. For the moment, Shelley was absorbed in her career— she was proud of her work as a video producer, although she continually suffered the cash flow problems of the self-employed. Her relaxation DVDs, seascapes, mountain scenes, a flickering fire in a brick fireplace, all with a background of classical music, were selling well. Her cat-sitting DVD had recently caught the attention of a major distributor, and she couldn't help believing she was on the brink of real success. That was the good news. Her mother hounding her to get married was the bad. Tossing her woven Mexican bag and striped blue jacket onto the sofa, Shelley ventured into the kitchen and sorted through the packages in her freezer until she found something that halfway appealed to her for dinner. The frozen entree was in the microwave when the doorbell chimed. Her mother. The way her day was going, it had to be her mother. Groaning inwardly, she decided she'd be polite but insistent. Friendly, but determined, and if her mother began talking about husbands, Shelley would simply change the subject. But it wasn't Faith Hansen who stood outside her door. It was Elvira Livingston, the building manager, a warm, delightful, but insatiably curious older woman. "'Good evening, dear,' Mrs. Livingston greeted her. She wore heavy gold earrings and a billowing, bright yellow dress, quite typical attire, she clutched a large box protectively in both hands. The postman dropped this off. He asked if I'd give it to you. For me, Mrs. L? Perhaps today wasn't a total loss, after all. Elvira nodded, holding the package as though she wasn't entirely sure she should surrender it until she got every bit of relevant data. The return address is California. Know anyone by the name of Millicent Bannister? Aunt Millie? Shelley hadn't heard from her mother's aunt in years. The package is insured, Mrs. Livingston noted, shifting the box just enough to examine the label again. Shelley held out her hands to receive the package, but her landlady apparently didn't notice. I had to sign for it. This, too, seemed to be of great importance. And there's a letter attached, Mrs. Livingston added. Shelley had the impression that the only way she'd ever get her hands on the parcel was to let Mrs. Livingston open it first. 
I certainly appreciate all the trouble you've gone to, Shelley said, gripping the sides of the box and giving a firm tug. Mrs. Livingston released the package reluctantly. Uh, thanks, Mrs. L. I'll talk to you soon. The older woman's face fell with disappointment as Shelley began to close the door. Obviously, she was hoping for an invitation to stay, but Shelley wasn't in the mood for company, especially not the meddlesome, if well-meaning, Elvira Livingston. Shelley sighed. This was what she got for renting an apartment with character. She could be living in a modern townhouse with a sauna, pool, and workout room in a suburban neighborhood. Instead, she'd opted for a brick two-story apartment in the heart of Seattle. The radiators hissed at all hours of the night in perfect harmony with the plumbing that groaned and creaked. But Shelley loved the polished hardwood floors, the high ceilings with their delicate crystal light fixtures, and the bay windows that overlooked people.